0: What's up guys, welcome to Wrestling World, as always I'm your host Austin Blair. and real quick I want to thank you all for listening, I woke up today, I now have 188 total plays, I'm almost at 200, so I want to thank you all, I really appreciate this, there's so much more to come, I have a very special guest coming Wednesday, I will not tell you who, but all I'm going to say is tune in Wednesday for a very special guest. And you won't want to miss it. Okay, so before we get into any other topics, I want to talk about Hell in a Cell real quick. I did not watch the show, but I did see some highlights, so I, I want to give my thoughts on that. Um, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. I did not watch this match, but I'm glad... How, of how it turned out, the ending I thought was great, you know with, with with Jay and Jimmy kind of pleading Roman to stop, telling him, you know why are you doing this?" But I thought that ending was great. I do like you know when he went to the entrance ramp and his father joined him, you know, declared him as the tribal chief. I thought that had a nice touch to this segment, you know, adding Roman's family into this storyline I I love that I think that is a great move by WWE to to add his father in you know cause how how often do we get to see Roman's you know family in WWE well aside from like his you know his brothers and that that have been in the WWE but I'm talking about his father and you know the his family that came before him So I thought that was a nice touch. To do. I'm intrigued to see what they do with Roman. I love Roman as a heel. I thought this whole storyline was great. It was so personal. So I'm very intrigued on what they do next. I am wondering. If they will put the Usos in a stable with Roman. Being that. You know, this could be a new shield. And this could be something new for the Usos. We have seen the Usos in a tag team as baby faces, I think, for too long. So I think, you know, putting Jay and Jimmy in a stable with Roman as heels would be something different. And it would be fun because it would keep the Usos involved with Roman. So I think it'd be a smart decision by WWE. Because they could could become a dominant stable You know kind of run Smackdown And if the Usos are booked correctly They could be tag team champions You know Roman could be universal champion So I would like to see The Usos Kind of with Roman You know moving forward Because I think that would be the smartest decision to make and I would like to see the Usos turn heel. Yes, they are baby faces, but they have been decent heels in the past. So them becoming heels, I think, would be a good change for the Usos. And I think it would only benefit Ram- Roman more as a heel. Give him more credibility as a heel going forward. And at this point, I don't want to see the Usos as tag champs right now. I mean, I would like to see them tag champs as hills. but I don't want to see WWE just throw them back into the tag team division. Like, if they if they don't do anything with Roman and the Usos going forward, I don't want to see WWE just say, "Oh, okay, well this this storyline's over, so we're just gonna throw the Usos back in the tag division." And that'll be it, because we've seen the Usos have the titles, drop them, have the titles. The New Day has them. It's just been all over the place. So I don't want to see them go back to that. And I think if they do, it'd be a missed opportunity for, for the Usos, because this is the chance for them to do something different. This is a chance for them to join their cousin, as heels. So we'll see what happens. You know, There's so many opportunities that they can do with Roman and the Usos, Um, but yeah, like I said, the match last night, I thought the ending was great, you know, adding Roman's father into it, and I think that was his uncle too, I believe, Um, it was just something I don't think anybody expected, it was just a nice touch, you know, they recognize Roman as the tribal chief. So, I'm excited to see what they do. It makes me want to tune into SmackDown every week. Now, I will say SmackDown hasn't been the greatest, you know, since the draft. But maybe this will add some fuel to the storyline a little bit. Give SmackDown maybe the upper hand. Smackdown the last few weeks hasn't really been great since the draft. Smackdown last week was a little bit better, but not as good as it's been you know, before the draft. With this draft, SmackDown now has the opportunity to gain momentum back. Because on my last show I said Raw was the A show. But with the draft, SmackDown now has the opportunity to become the A-show, because it was before. Raw, I think, were struggling creatively. But SmackDown, you know, they had the decent storylines, they had the good wrestlers. You know, I'm not saying Raw doesn't have good wrestlers, just their storylines just aren't intriguing enough. They have an opportunity to change things, so hopefully they do. Hopefully they do something different. Okay. Moving on. Bailey versus Sasha. You know, usually what I do when I watch these pay-per-views is I try to predict the winner and the outcome of the match. So I was surprised at this one. I was surprised because they put the title on Sasha so soon. I didn't expect this. I expected Bailey and Sasha to have another match going forward and then have them put the title on Sasha. I do think this was kind of too soon. I see why they done it, but they had an opportunity to do things different. I do see them continuing the storyline down the road and maybe having another match you know, Bailey will get a rematch, if not now, then eventually. But I'm just surprised they put this title on Sasha as quick as they did. Not saying she doesn't deserve it, but I just didn't expect this. I didn't expect the outcome, so I, I was very shocked. But I thought this whole story with Bailey and Sasha, I thought it was decent. You know, the match they had a couple weeks ago on SmackDown was a big letdown. So them having this match at hell in a cell, from what I've seen, was a good match. If you've listened to my previous podcast, I did say WWE owes us one with this feud. And they redeemed themselves last night. so now i'm kind of wondering what they'll do with sasha how long they'll keep this title on her i do hope she stays healthy she's had a lot of injuries in the past that kind of derailed her push i think you know they haven't put the title on her as much as as they wanted to i'm guessing because of her injuries in the past So, you know, we'll see what happens. They did, you know, have her feud with Asuka for a little bit. And they took the title from Asuka and put it on Sasha for a little bit. But it didn't last. Because the long-term plan was always Bailey versus Sasha. So, like I like I said, I see... A rematch, if not now, then later. I do feel like Bianca Blair will get a big push soon. No, she just joined. She just joined the main roster, but within a few months, I do see her maybe main eventing. Now WWE doesn't always push their NXT stars to the main event, but if booked correctly, Bianca Blair could be a big thing in WWE. And from what I've seen last week, I think she's going to be. She has a lot more talent. You know, I'm not saying she has a lot more talent than the SmackDown roster. You know, there's a lot of talented women. But, you know, you have Natalya and Lana who, you know, I guess Lana is a babyface now, which from what I've read since Lana has been getting put to the table for weeks and weeks and weeks. I guess that was to gain sympathy for Lana and she is now a babyface. And Natalya, they haven't done nothing with Natalya for, I mean, years, they just, they throw Natalya wherever. So I think adding Bianca Blair to this main event roster is something new, it's fresh. Because it adds something new to the women's division. I think we're tired of seeing the same thing. I think that's a good thing about NXT is they can constantly call up new guys, new characters and do whatever. So I am wondering how long they'll keep this title on Sasha for being that you have women like Bianca Blair, you know, um, you know, Nikki Cross even, even though Nikki hasn't really been in the main event role, they could always do something with her. I think Nikki Cross is on wrong, I'm not sure. I believe she is, Maybe, maybe, maybe that's not the best route to go, but there is women on that SmackDown division, that Sasha can feed with at least. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Do I see Bailey taking that title from Sasha? No. At least not now. Bailey, um, she's a good hill. I give her credit. She pulled the hill the whole hill character off. And I didn't think she would, being her first gimmick was this kind, loving woman. And seeing her as a hill is just completely different. It's new, but it's fun to watch. So, I definitely see something new happening to the women's division. Um, I do think this is exciting. Like I said, I'm surprised they put the title on Sasha so soon, but the payoff was great. I do hope Sasha stays healthy, so we'll have to see what happens in the next few weeks. Hopefully there's no injuries. It's a good thing Nana Jacks isn't on the brand. There would be a lot more injuries, but yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll see. Okay, moving on to Otis versus The Miz. Um, this was this came as no surprise to me. We all kind of figured The Miz would win. But the only thing that shocked me, well, it didn't really shock me, but I'm surprised WWE pulled it off, was the fact that Tucker turned on Otis. I did not see this coming. I did not see, you know, Otis and Tucker splitting up. Um, and I'm wondering, is this the Miz's briefcase or is it the Miz and Morrison's briefcase? Because, you know, Morrison was involved in this storyline from the beginning. You know so there has to be something for Morrison I, I I do not see them putting the title on The Miz ever for two reasons Roman is champion he's not gonna lose that title long and Randy Orton is champion and I believe they have long term plans for Orton going forward so the only route that I could see WB going is if Miz cashes in on some tag titles. Now, I did say this with Otis. I did say they should put the, if they're gonna let Otis cash in, do it for some tag titles. He won the Money in the Bank contract, you know, at least let him cash in, but like I said, I I never seen Otis winning the World Championship, I don't think anybody did. But they put the briefcase on him, man. You know, they had opportunities to do something with him. i never seen him becoming real champion, like I said, but they could have done something with him and Tucker. Um, The only thing that surprises me is the fact that Tucker turned on Otis. In the back of my head, I did say this this could happen this is a possibility Tucker becoming jealous of Otis maybe that Otis is getting all this all this success you know he, had, he got Mandy Rose so maybe Tucker is jealous maybe he'll apologize to Otis maybe not I don't know but we shall see we shall see what happens Kind of sad that they split up, man. You know, they were a good team. I thought they were entertaining to watch. I don't think they should have been on separate brands. But they were entertaining. I'm wondering now if Tucker will get a singles push. Or will they pair him up with someone else? I'm also wondering what was the reason for Tucker's heel turn. Like I said, was he jealous? Did Miz pay him off? You know, what happened? But I'm just glad we can put this feud to rest. Um, This was an- another feud that was just long overdue. We need something new now. I hate the fact that the Miz has the briefcase. I'd rather it be Morrison, but whatever. Um... Like many of us, you know, Twitter was going crazy saying, you know, Morrison should have the briefcase. I'm hoping they cash in for tag titles. Just, let's see what happens. Um, that's the only option I see happening unless Miz cashes in for some Intercontinental Championship belt or United States belt or whatever. But they have to get Morrison involved, you know, some way or another. Maybe Morrison will turn on Miz. Let's all pray that happens. As many of you, as many of you may know, I'm not a big fan of the Miz. He's more he's more just comedic than anything. You know, Miz had a decent run as Intercontinental Champion, and then after that, you know, ever since they paired him with Morrison, it's just like he's just become somebody to laugh at. I know I said this before, but I mean this this just makes no sense of why they would pair him with Morrison but then put the briefcase on him. Because if you remember he had that feud with Strowman, you know, Ms. Morrison versus Strowman for the for the Universal Championship. And they played pranks on Strowman and this and that but then they were title challengers for the universal championship. So how are we supposed to take these guys serious as champions if WWE can't take them serious and book them you know as serious wrestlers? Cuz they're more of like a comedy duo now. Morrison should be on a singles push. Morrison is the one that should have the brief- should have the briefcase. If they're going to put the briefcase on anybody besides Otis, it should be Morrison. Not The Miz. I just, I I, I don't like The Miz. I'm not judging anybody that does. But The Miz, to me, since then, has done nothing with his career. I'm sure some people can tell me otherwise. You know, but... They're not going to put this title on The Miz. They're not going to give him a world championship. I just don't see it happening. He could cash in on Randy. You know, they do say history repeats itself. As many of you may know, he did cash in on Orton years ago to win his first championship. So, they could always go that route. That's highly unlikely, though. Because... um. Orton did win last night. He is now, I believe, a 14-time world champion. Um, And I think there is long-term plans for Orton. I'm glad Orton won last night because if he didn't, then this whole storyline with him and Drew McIntyre would have been a complete waste of time if McIntyre would have won. So I am glad that they they took this belt off McIntyre because I do feel that there is long-term plans for Orton. I think the reason this whole feud with McIntyre was so long is because they're giving giving Edge time to heal. Edge did say in an interview that he is taking more time than he thought to heal from his injury. So I think the long-term plan is for Orton to face Edge at some point. And I'm assuming they'll put the title back on Edge. And I would have no problem with that because Edge deserves it after everything he's been through. You know, forced to retire. He comes back. He gets himself in great shape, you know. So I I wouldn't mind Edge having the title. I wouldn't mind seeing Randy Orton and Edge, you know, start this whole rivalry over. It's fun to watch Edge and Orton. I believe these guys have a lot of chemistry together. And there there is a lot of options for Randy Orton to defend his title against until Edge comes back. Now, I can't think of who off the bat. Um... But there is guys on the on the main roster. You know they have Keith Lee, they have. Um. Who else? Sheamus, I believe. Um. I believe Jeff Hardy's on Raw, isn't he? Elias. Well, not Elias, but you know Jeff Hardy's even. Bray Wyatt is a is a big name that comes to mind. Whenever you think of people who Randy Orton can defend the title against, Bray Wyatt is one of the first one, people that should come to mind because Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton have a lot of history together. You know, Randy Orton burned down the Wyatt compound. So, you know, Bray Wyatt could always feud with Orton for revenge. Have a whole like revenge storyline. I don't see that happening right now. Being Orton has the title, and they're want to they're going to want to book Orton Strong for the next several months until you know Edge returns or whatever. And I don't see the Fiend losing anytime soon. And if they are going to do a, a storyline between Orton and the Fiend, you know Bray Wyatt, I feel it would be a non-title match. Or it will be after Orton drops the title to someone else, assuming it's Edge. Um, so yeah, that's always a possibility they can go. Like I said, there are many guys he can defend the title against. But I am glad they took the title off McIntyre because, you know, McIntyre, I think is a babyface, just isn't working. I've said before, you know, he should he should be a heel. I think his title reign would be would mean more if he was a heel. He's just better as a heel, you know. His mic his mic skills are better. So I am wondering if McIntyre will move to a mid card performer to be a mid card performer. I should say. You know, will they put him in a tag team division? What will they do with him? I don't see, you know, McIntyre getting a rematch because Orton and McIntyre have had several matches. So, you know, McIntyre getting a rematch against Orton right now would make no sense. The fans don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I'm not sure about you. You know, if you're listening, do you want to see this? I know I don't. Um, not now, at least. You know, maybe somewhere down the line, but uh, not saying McIntyre wasn't a good champion. He definitely deserved it. You know, he he was kind of a jobber in WWE his half of his career, and then he came back as a heel with Dolph Ziggler, and I thought he was a great heel. I thought he should have been champion then when he was a heel. Because that was if they were gonna book him as a champion, you know, then would have been the time when he was high as a hill. I I think Drew McIntyre's championship win should have happened a long time ago. I thought it was too late, you know, for him to become champion. But, you know, We'll see what happens with McIntyre. Hopefully, they do something with him. Hopefully, he becomes a heel again. But anyways, moving on. Um. I'm wondering what they'll do with Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. Bray Wyatt did tease that he'd be in Hell in a Cell. He was not. Um. I know this whole pay-per-view card, there wasn't a lot to talk about. There wasn't, you know, a lot of Hell in a Cell matches, but there didn't need to be, you know. I don't know about you, but I don't want to see a Hell in a Cell match for every match, you know. So there didn't need to be a lot of matches on this card. I'm perfectly fine with the matches that were booked. The only match, you know, I'm concerned with is the match with T-Bar and Bobby Lashley. Um, I think at this point retribution has lost all credibility going forward. They they have lost all momentum. You know, this is T-Bar's second loss to Lashley. But it's not just T-Bar's lot, you know, it's not just T-Bar's loss. Because this counts against Retribution as well. It's not just T-Bar losing momentum. Retribution now loses more momentum. So that's why I said in the beginning, I do not see this stable lasting very much longer. When they first came to the main roster, you no, know, they were booked to be this, this monstrous group. But it seems like ever since Mustafa Ali joined they can't find anything to do with this group and I am just wondering what they'll do at all. I don't want to see them go back down to being a mid-carder but this whole retribution it was prom- it was promising they had opportunities you know with this group and I don't know if they can come back from this from taking this many losses. I don't think this match should have been booked. If, any, if anything. If they were going to book this match. It should have been. MVP versus T-Bar. Obviously MVP could have took a clean loss. And, and he would have been fine. But. I don't understand. The fact that they're booking Hills Against each other. I don't understand why they don't just. Why they don't just turn the hurt business into baby faces for now until this storyline is over. Um it just doesn't make sense to book kills against each other in a match. That gives the fans nobody to cheer for. I mean, I, I mean at this point, we kind of cheer for Lashley. I every mean, You know, the fans are gonna boo retribution regardless, I think. But The booking of this match just didn't make sense to me. I thought it was silly. So, like I said, I I, I don't think retribution can can, uh, recover from this. It would be surprising if they do if they do come back and WWE decides to do something with them I'm sure they have plans for retribution but what can they do you know retribution they can do all the primers they want about you know everybody's going to pay this and that but now that they've they've lost momentum what's the point nobody's going to take them serious For example, you know how Bray Wyatt was booked, you know, before he became the Fiend. Bray Wyatt was booked horribly. You know, before he had the character change. Because Bray Wyatt, you know, he'd come out and he'd shoot promos. But they wouldn't mean anything because WWE always had him booked to lose. So nobody took Wyatt seriously. Until he had his character change and now he is the Fiend and Funhouse Bray, I've always been a fan of Wyatt, but even now, The Fiend has taken out Retribution, which I understand you need to book The Fiend strong, but in doing that, you made Retribution look weak, and they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have been made to look weak so soon. If they're going to book them to lose, it shouldn't have been now. It should have been later on down the line, against a babyface stable, not not the Hurt Business. This isn't making much sense because they are booking the Hurt Business against Retribution, but then they turn around and they book the Hurt Business against guys like Ricochet and um, wh- whoever, you know. Ricochet is with, because I honestly don't remember. This storyline has been going on for months, so it's it's hard to keep track of anything. And we just need something new. They need a dominant babyface stable to counter retribution. I think that would be a good payoff for Survivor Series. Is what could they do with retribution? Have Retribution go against a babyface stable at Survivor Series. Maybe do a team WWE versus Retribution match. Being that Retribution has terrorized WWE. But like I said, you know, Retribution would not look strong in any of these matches because now they've lost momentum. So I do like I've said before like I I do see this. This stable becoming like the next nexus. Nexus didn't last long at all. So I am wondering what they'll do. Because I don't see retribution coming back from this. But we shall see, people. We shall see. Okay. um, I don't know how many of you watch Ollie Wrestling... I do, somewhat. So I want to start by talking about the dinner that that MJF and Chris Jericho had. Because like I said, I wanted to review Hell in a Cell real quick, but to get down to other topics. The whole reason I wanted to do this show was to talk about the Chris Jericho and MJF segment. This is the big topic for me. Now, I know a lot of people give WWE shit for their creative decisions. I know AEW gives WWE shit for their creative decisions. I mean, you you constantly look at AEW. You know, every few weeks or so they'll bash WWE. You know, they'll 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 shoot on WWE and right in front of our mouth, but you know, The fact that AEW pulled something like this, this past Wednesday, is the most insulting thing to a pro wrestling fan that I've seen in a long time. Not only is it insulting, but now MJF and Chris Jericho just look stupid. And at one point, Chris Jericho was the top hill of all your wrestling. He was AEW World Champion. He was doing his best work, but since then, he, he's done nothing. And I thought with, with him, you know, involved with MJF, that this would be different. This would kind of give Jericho more momentum. But this whole Broadway musical shit show that they did was horrible. Like I said, that you know, everybody gives WWE shit for their creative decisions. I know I do, but you know, when AEW promises something different, like they've done in the beginning, they promised us something new. Then they turn around and do this. And MJF, you know, he was a top heel. He was probably one of the best heels besides Chris Jericho. Everybody's talking about MJF. Anytime you hear about Oli wrestling, you hear the name MJF, because he is a great heel. And if anybody can pull this heel character off, it's MJF. But now they they did this Broadway show. So yeah, I mean Oli wrestling, they promised something different, but now this company's just laughable. You know. There were some fans on Twitter that like this. But the majority of the fans I've seen on Twitter, they resent this. Because this isn't pro-wrestling. And I think it's it insults us the most because, you know what? We're pro-wrestling fans. This isn't a musical. And the fact that MJF and Chris Jericho would participate in this... Boys, my mind. So, you know, this company is just laughable to me anymore. Now, I know WWE has done some dumb shit. But if WWE would have done this, I know AEW would be running their mouse. Like if if WWE did something like this, I know the fans on Twitter would run their mouth about WWE. So I'm surprised AEW can do something like this and get away with it. I don't understand why this was booked. For what reason. Whoever wrote this, I don't understand it. Whoever wrote this needs to be fired, as a matter of fact. But like I said, I don't I don't understand this segment. And it's a shame for the wrestling fans because, like I said, we were promised something different. Something better. Everybody said All-Wate Wrestling would be better than WWE. Would be more creative. But then they insult us by doing something like this. So I don't even know if I'll watch AEW anymore. This was just too much for me. You know, I thought the Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho Mimosa match was horrible. But this this segment, this Broadway musical bullshit, this tops it off for me. Because this, this should have never been booked. Is this the state of pro wrestling that we're in right now? that these companies can just do what they want and get away with it? Do they even care anymore? Do they care about pro wrestling? Because I don't know about you, but me as a fan, man, I'm blown away. I'm blown away that they can do this. I don't know if I'm more blown away that... You know, they did it or the fact that Chris Jericho and MJF participated in it. You know, Chris Jericho, his whole career in WWE, he was a great heel. One of my favorite heels. And he's been one of my favorite heels of all time. But then he does something like this and it's like, wow. And he had that match with Orange Cassidy and I'm surprised he did that. In a way, I guess you could say he put over Cassidy, but did he really? Because what's a match like that doing for Orange Cassidy? Now, Orange Cassidy I don't think is a horrible wrestler. I don't like his character. You know, he puts his hands in the pockets, he he does what he wants, you know. He does the same thing every week. He doesn't cut promos. I'm not a big fan of Cassidy. I don't see what that match did for Jericho or Cassidy, either one of them. But like I said, what does this segment for MJF and Jericho do for either, either of them? Because can we take them serious as heels now? MJF is now laugh, laughable, and that's hard to even believe. Because like I said, anytime you heard the name AEW, you heard of how good MJF was. And I'm just surprised that this company is even thriving. You know, everybody said about NXT and AEW, you know, battling for ratings. But will anybody even watch AEW next week, considering with the bullshit that they pulled? Probably, you know, because you got your AEW fans out there that will watch anything. And claim it's better than WWE, but. And I will say some of the stuff AEW does is probably better than WWE, but. This shit show that they did Wednesday night. They have no right to run their mouth about WWE creatively anymore. Um, No right at all. Because WWE is probably looking at them and laughing right now saying yeah you run your mouth about our company but look at what you guys did do i see wb every putting on a musical like that probably not i think vince is a more smarter businessman than to pull something like that yeah w does some dumb shit but i don't think they'd ever do something like this so like i said i don't know who booked this i don't know who wrote this whatever but whoever it is, they don't know the business. Um, I, I just, I don't understand this. So, after that whole segment, you know, I turned my TV off. I turned it back on. I flipped to a different channel. So I thought, there's no way in how I'm... Ch- Changing it back to Ollie Wrestling after that segment. And I thought AEW was okay up until that segment. I did watch the Omega versus Sonny Kiss match. But um you know the Kenny Omega entrance lasted longer than the match. Did it need to, no. Um, they did reference his uh, cleaner gimmick I think he had in New Japan Pro Wrestling I believe Um, people were talking about that I think the match was booked right itself you know it's like a 30 second match not even that I don't know but um, the entrance itself it shouldn't have been booked that long um, Kenny Omega I don't know about his character I've only seen a few matches of him I honestly don't know how I feel about him you know a lot of people give him shit for his in-ring work his whole character itself and I've heard others compare him to the Ultimate Warrior Um, so I just I don't know how I feel about him Anytime you hear the name Kenny Omega, you hear how horrible he is. But when you hear people talk about him when he was in New Japan pro wrestling, you hear about how great he is. He had those matches with Jericho. I thought they were decent. But I try to not not to let anybody else's opinion change mine about pro wrestling. You know, my opinion of pro wrestling will always be the same, I love pro wrestling, I I may not agree with everything they do creatively, but this is something I love since I was a kid, so I will continue to watch it, no matter if I agree or not, but I'm just surprised, you know, that uh, AEW did what they did Wednesday night, can they recover from this, I don't know, it depends on what they do going forward, But judging from Wednesday night, I think the product needs to get better. I think they need to do something to redeem themselves. And I don't know about you, but I don't know how I feel about Eddie Kingston either. I've seen his work in TNA, you know. He seems decent. But I don't really care for the whole character, the whole gimmick. Is he from Brooklyn? Or is he from, like, the mafia? Is he a basketball player? He wears those basketball jerseys, all these fucking chains. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't make sense. So I don't understand this gimmick at all. What is this, you know? Um. The Young Bucks, the only thing I, I see... Coming out of AEW, that's decent is the Young Bucks' turn. And again, this is another team that uh, that people give shit. But like you have John Moxley, who I think is decent, and you have the Young Bucks. Now I enjoyed John Moxley in WWE as Dean Ambrose. I enjoy him in AEW. I shouldn't say he's decent. I should say he's better than decent. His in-ring style. I just like his in-ring style. Um. But there's not a lot to talk about about A.W. There's not a lot going for him. They have Rusev now. Who left WWE. He goes under the n- ring name Miro now. Um. I don't see anything special coming from him in AEW. He was good when he was the Bulgarian brute in WWE. He had a decent run as Rusev Day. But now that he's left WWE, what can AEW offer that's better than Rusev Day or any of his previous gimmicks? This company's just laughable to me anymore. Um, like I said, I don't know if I'll tune into AEW, it'll be very hard to watch, I think. Um, my plan was to do AEW and NXT at least every other week, but after seeing what I saw, I think maybe I'll just do NXT, because honestly, I don't know if I'll watch anything they do, it's just cringeworthy. It, just, it hurts more the fact that they promise something new and they give us something like this. And in the beginning, I was excited to be a wrestling fan, you know, because I was excited to have all this new wrestling coming. You know, NXT on Wednesdays, AEW on Wednesdays, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, you know. And on occasions, I'll watch, you know, Rig of Honor on Sunday. like I said, you know, now it's just like this company is laughable. In the beginning, they were beating NXT in the ratings. But I don't think that'll happen anymore, you know. I'm sure fans will tune in to watch it just to see the stupid shit they do. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. I'm assuming MJF will join the inner circle. I hope there's no more musicals. There could be, you know, something else. Maybe they'll tap dance next week. I don't know. Have a singing contest. Who knows anymore? AEW just seems to do whatever they want at this point. Whatever match they think they can throw together, they do it. Whatever segment they think they can put together, they'll do it. Whether it's stupid or not. Whether they think the fans will want to see it or not. But I'm insulted as a pro wrestling fan. I never want to see something like that again. And I've seen some dumb stuff in pro wrestling before. But I've never seen something like this. You know, if, if, if MJF and Chris Jericho would have just had a dinner and, and talked, you know, that would have been okay. It would have still been a pointless segment, but it would have been better than what we saw. I just, I don't know, guys. Um, like I said, I wanted to do AEW and NXT once a week. I wanted to schedule everything out and... Do something different, but after seeing what I saw, it's hard to to do that. I probably will tune in, sadly, um, just to see what they do. You know, because I am a pro wrestling fan. But can you even call it pro wrestling? That that's why I said, it. is this the state of pro wrestling that we live in now? I look at the product from years ago, how different it was from then, and how it is now. I could watch stuff in the 80s and the 90s, and it'd be better than half of what we see in pro wrestling now. So, you know, when I look at WWE versus AEW, you know, everybody said... WWE is going to struggle for ratings. That AEW is going to take over. You know, I don't see that happening now. So I don't. I don't think WWE has anything to worry about. Um. And if people talk about AEW, it's going to be the stupid stuff they do. They're going to become the Impact Wrestling of professional wrestling. Now, I've said before, you know, I've heard Impact has gotten better. But, you know, I haven't watched that product in years. I gave up on that show a long time ago. If I watch anything now, it's Ring of Honor, WWE, NXT. I was watching AEW, but I don't know. Um, like I said, I might tune in. I don't, I, I don't know yet. I think next week I'll do NXT. I'll watch NXT, give my thoughts on that. On the current product, whatever. Um, like I said, I do have a special guest coming Wednesday to the show. I will not say who. You'll just have to tune in Wednesday to find out. Um, yeah, we will have fun on Wednesday and I do have more guests coming to the show soon. So we'll see what happens, guys. Um, like I said, please tune in Wednesday to find out. I want to thank you all for listening. I do appreciate everything so far. You know, I've had 200 listeners. Well, almost 200 listeners I'm currently at 188 last time I checked I do have a 5 star rating on Apple Podcast um, I am on Spotify you can follow me there I am on Apple Podcast Anchor Pocket Cast um, so I'm everywhere just type in Wrestling World and you will find my show write a review give me your thoughts your questions comments on today's show, storylines or, you know, the current product. I love discussions. You know I wanna discuss wrestling with you. And I wanna have more fans and more guests on my show. And I do have a lot of plans for this podcast. I will be getting fans on the show to discuss, you know, wrestling. I wanna get wrestlers on this show. I'm working on that currently. But um like I said I want to thank you all for tuning in. I'm very blessed to have this many listeners so far. Um and I didn't think I'd I I didn't think I'd get very any listeners, you know, and to have as many as I have, I'm very thankful for all of you that listen. And I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like this show. And, and what you're hearing, what you're listening to because I want it to be different. And I'm trying my hardest to make this something different for my listeners. I know a lot of people do, you know, recaps of Raw, SmackDown. But they do that every week. And when I started this podcast, that's what I was going to do. But as I sit here, I'm thinking, I want to do something different. So I will do my best to give my audience what they want. To give them something different. So, you know, there's only so much more to come. I have so many plans for this podcast. I'm promoting myself constantly. But it's you, the people that listen, that make this podcast what it is, that make it so great. So I'm only excited for what's to come. But thank you all for listening. Um, I hope you thought today's... Show was good, great. Because my your opinion means everything to me. If you had have any feedback whatsoever, please comment, message me. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I will be leaving I will be leaving that link down below so you can give your questions or comments or anything you may want want answered or have to say. Negative feedback is always welcome too, you know. If you have a problem with the show or anything you think I can do better, please tell me. But yeah, like I said, I have so many plans. Um, I'm going to schedule everything out. Like I said, I want to do NXT once a week, maybe AEW if I decide to watch it. Because my initial plan was to do Rollins Smackdown. But, I want to have more guests in my show, I want to talk about different topics, not just, you know, WWE, I want to talk about Ring of Honor, the the independent circuit, everything that has to do with pro wrestling. Because that's what this podcast is about, after all, you know, pro wrestling. So, like I said, tune in Wednesday, guys, um... Thank you so much i <coughs> excuse me, I can't thank you enough for listening. I'm very blessed to have you as my listeners. Very happy I have this many listeners. so let's keep the train rolling. you know um tune in Wednesday for a new episode. I thank you all for listening. Have a great day and good night.